Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Allie, and good morning, Andrea. Good morning, Andrea. <laughs> welcome, this, uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Today, we have a very special guest, um, and this is one of the first times that me and Michelle are talking to the guest together, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, we have Andrea Middleton on the podcast today, who is one of my WordPress heroes, um, Andrea, can you tell us a little bit for the people who don't already know, I don't know who could not know who you are, but for the people who don't already know who you are, can you tell everyone a little bit about you and like what you do in the general WordPress world? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, my name's Andrea Middleton. I've been a, an active member of the WordPress community since 2011. Uh, I work for Automatic and my time is 100% dedicated to the WordPress open source project. I started out uh, implementing a brand new program in 2011, which was a WordCamp program. Um, we had already had WordCamps at the time, but we were creating some uh, support structures and some uh, expectations to support event quality uh, and I implemented that. And um, the community team has grown and grown since. And uh, at this point, my role is more supporting uh, the community team as well as other teams that run programs in the WordPress open source project. Um, and I've been very fortunate to do this work for a really long time and I uh, feel really grateful that I get to work with people like you. Yay. Fantastic. Well, Allie, I don't know if you know this, but Andrea was my catalyst into everything that I do in WordPress. So, so if you're listening to this and you love what I do in WordPress, you can thank Andrea. If you hate my presence, you can blame her. But <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take it. Oh, no. At the first WordCamp US, I sat down with her. Somebody said, <clears throat> I was talking to, I think it was, um, was, uh, uh, I can't remember who I was talking to, Niall. And uh, I said that I was thinking about having WordCamp Rochester. She's like, well, go talk to Andrea Middleton so you can become an official chapter and get that started. And so I sat down with Andrea and I said, you know, we're thinking about doing one in a year or two. And she's like, why wait? Why not just do it now? And I was like, okay. And here we are. So <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I was going to say something very similar that I, I guess indirectly I have Andrea to thank because WordCamp Miami was my real on, I'd been using WordPress already, but that was my on-ramp into the community and like opened my eyes to all of the people that are a part of the community and all of the different things that there are to do and the people that there are to connect with. I had no idea until I attended my first WordCamp what the WordPress community actually was. So exactly. yeah, I think I think a lot of us unknowingly maybe have Andrea to thank for, um, you know, getting us into what makes WordPress so amazing. Because I think it's, it's super exactly. accessible to learn what that is through a WordCamp. Which That's kind of brings thing. us back into our, our topic, right? So like yeah. I often say WordPress is not just open source software, it's an open source community. Mm -hmm. And that means it really is open and accessible to everyone. Now, everyone doesn't always feel like it's open and accessible as far as the ability to know how to code and how to get involved. And, 
and sometimes maybe we as a community fall down and don't remember to invite people in the same kinds of ways to different parts of the community. But like I had never coded before I joined the WordPress community and I published a plugin in the repository last year. It was a silly little plugin and it's fun, but I did it and I did it over my lunch hour of all things. And then I was like, this is a this is a cool thing. So if I could do it at, you know, 50 something years old with a background in religion and philosophy and education, other people can do it too. But that doesn't mean that it's always an easy tra- easy task for people to get involved. They don't always know the history. They don't always know the steps forward. And so we wanted to invite Andrea in today to talk a little bit about what the open source community, what the open source project is, and how to overcome some of those barriers to entry. Specifically, I I, want to zero in on that too. Um, Our last episode, we were talking about um, the whole open source versus college debate, whether there even really needs to be a debate, right? Like why not both Mm -hmm. or, you know, um, but this was floating around in, in our community a little bit. So I would be really interested, Andrea, to hear your perspective on that debate um, or even more generally what Michelle was talking about, but uh, aimed at younger people. Um, you know, we we have a, a lack, I feel like right now, of community members, really active and enthusiastic WordPress community members uh, in their 20s right now. And I've seen a lot of people cite that as, as a problem. So I'd be really interested to hear how you feel about that problem and what we as general community managers or general community members can do to try to fix that. Yeah. Well, that's a broad scope of topics. So yeah. I will start <laughs> with, um, I'm an educator um, at my in my soul. And so like I think uh, a college education is uh, great. Um, I think it uh, is less important necessarily in most professions from an information gathering standpoint, but a lot more important from a learning how to learn standpoint um, and a a great kind of safer space to um, uh, grapple with adult, more adult uh, require expectations and um, and responsibilities, right? So, um, and I know that you know universities and higher education doesn't it, it moves slowly um, and uh, costs money. Uh, and so, like from a diversity, equity, and inclusion perspective, higher education being a requirement for certain things really impacts how diverse and inclusive certain uh, professions and disciplines are. Um, One of the things I really love about open source is that we don't have that barrier, right? Um, Josefa Hayden Champozy, who's um, one of the most inspirational people that I work with has a great saying that I love, which is we don't call the qualified we qualify the called, right? Mm -hmm. So that means like, you don't have to have a degree, you don't have to have even a certain set of experiences or knowledge to contribute to WordPress. You come with your enthusiasm and then the project does its best to set you up for success and give you access to the resources that will make you successful in helping WordPress meet its goals, right? Um, and so, and that's really 
uh, open. Um, and, and that's something that, that makes me really happy. Um, now, do we do the best job in the world at it? I mean, nobody in WordPress is satisfied with any status quo. So I think everyone that you meet will say, yes, but it could be better. And I'm like, well, yes, it could. Um, can't everything, but, um, but like having that as a, as a goal, I think is something that makes me really proud. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessary to say, don't go to college, you idiot, come over here to open source because like <laughs> I, 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 people learn different things in different places. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and nobody learns the same thing from the same experiences. So that, that kind of argument just doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't engage me because I, I think it's based on uh, misconceptions and poor assumptions. Um, mm-hmm. On the topic of young people, uh, people in their 20s in WordPress, um, you know, I am a bit of an outlier here in that I'm not that worried about that. I, um, I think that WordPress is a very established open source project um, that is immense in its scope. And so I can imagine um, a lot of reasons why people in their 20s might not want, might not be called to working on the, the scope of problems that we're facing on a tech stack that we're using. I think, you know, certainly as WordPress continues to, depending on how you feel about the word modern, modernize by moving into more JavaScript. Um, potentially, we will gather more contributors who are passionate about solving problems with a certain computer language. But, you know, I, I and again, all, you know, not all 20 are the same, but like, I think that um, we, we, in WordPress, we really do our best to move fast enough to be um, to be timely and relevant, but slow enough to be ethical. And I think some of the slowness that rightly, and I'm very passionate about that slowness, belongs in WordPress because of our enormous scope of users and people who really depend on WordPress to be stable and reliable work. Um, it, it, you know, feeling really engaged with that level of a, of a mandate um, doesn't always fit with people who are like, I want to explore everything and make an enormous impact right away. Um, you know, you can make a big impact in a smaller scale quickly here, but as far as making a large impact um, on a large scale, sometimes it takes more time just because we're a really mature product. Um, and I think, and that's why I think our, our contributor base skews older, because I think as you gain more experience, you, you are, get, get hungry for more complex challenges. So I don't know if that resonate that, that answer resonates with you all or not. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like my, when I think about this problem or, or, or not problem, um, I'm thinking more about commute so I I I personally don't really consider myself that much of a contributor 
as far mm-hmm. as contributing to like we we Michelle and I debated this in the last episode like what yeah. makes a contributor right um I I tend not to spend most of my time contributing to the project as far as contributing to core contributing code mm-hmm. you know th- that sort of thing this what we're doing literally right now is my way of contributing to the community um being loud in conversations about um, you know, things that are going on is my way of contributing to the community. Um, and I, 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 it makes perfect sense what, what you just said about why the contributor base tends to skew a little bit older. Um, I would just really love to see younger voices and younger opinions and younger points of view. And when I even say younger, I mean my age, I'm 29 and I'm one of the youngest people that I speak to on a daily basis, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really would love to see my generation, my age group um, presenting ideas toward, you know, it, whether it's something like, you know, the, the big MAGA hat debate that we were having a couple of years ago. Um, that's something that I felt really affected and reflected upon the the general mindset of the community as a whole. Um, and I, I, I don't know, I think that's more the way that I see the quote unquote problem is mm. I'm sure that there's tons of people my age using WordPress, building things with WordPress and innovating with WordPress and experimenting with WordPress. And I wanna know what they think. I wanna know mm-hmm. how they feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too, me too, definitely. And I think, you know, I, I, I'm hopeful that like some of the, over the next year or so, um, as uh, the scope of the marketing contributor group expands, you know, maybe we'll be able to do more targeted outreach to areas of, of uh, WordPress, the WordPress user base that doesn't know about the WordPress contributor opportunities. And that's yeah. um, a major opportunity for marketing, for sure. So Absolutely. yeah, that was another thing we were talking about is like, what makes a contributor, right? Like I had always yeah. had in my head this idea of when you say I'm a contributor, it is like, I am somebody who sits on Slack and I go to the Slack meetings and I, I do quantifiable things that, mm-hmm. you know, I can point to a, a place in the new WordPress release and say, I did that. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily true. What do you, mm-hmm. what, when somebody asks you, well, what does contributing to WordPress mean, Andrea? Like, what are you, what are you asking me to do when you say, oh, I'd love for you to come contribute? What, what, what do you answer? What's, what's your answer to that question? Well, that is an enormous question. And it's a question I've been grappling with for a number of years. I was uh, part of the group that helped launch the Five for the Future uh, pledge program. Mm-hmm. Um, and that in discussions of that program, we had a big problem with like, hey, once you start quantifying what is a contribution and what isn't, like that is sensitive, you know, that gets into people's identity and WordPress yeah. and like that's that's tricky. Um, and we had to do a little bit of it here and there, but um, luckily or unluckily not a ton. Um, mm-hmm. I consider, I mean, at its core, I consider any contribution to WordPress as an effort to help the CMS reach its goal to democratize publishing. Like at its base, that is a contribution, like helping WordPress move toward its goal to grow, to bring open source to more people on the internet, 
um, to help people move from closed platforms to open source platforms and to help WordPress democratize publishing worldwide is a contribution. Um, if we're talking about contributing to the WordPress open source project, we've got like 18 teams um, and they aren't, uh, like a, a major number of them are not code based. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, and that was when I was listening to y'all's episode last time, I was thinking, ah, oh, I need to make sure we get this written down. I mean, the, the, the history of those contributor teams, I think is super interesting because WordPress is unusual in that we document the contributions of people who contribute more than code. Um, and when that launched in 2011, when we launched the Make Network um, and codified like, yes, these are teams that work on WordPress and they include support, documentation, community, um, translation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, testing, you know, like that uh, was a huge, like canonical moment, I think for open source, the fact that we had badges for people, the fact that we had teams that were, that had like public recognition in the project that wasn't just core um, is an enormous big deal in open source. And there are lots of open source projects out there that are like, can we have that please? Come on y'all. <laughs> can we just dignify the work of people who explain how to use the product, who help people figure out their problems with the product, who create onboarding ramps to the product through events and meetups and stuff like that, right? So like, I think um, I'm very, very proud of all of the work that I've done to make, to make WordPress recognize that it's not just the code, it's helping people get to the mm -hmm. code and unlocking their ability to do what they want with the product that makes WordPress, that moves WordPress toward its goals. Mm -hmm. um, and I think also like there is a large community and kind of society in WordPress, right? And, and I also love the fact that we don't need to make everything official. You know, like you can help make WordPress more successful through unofficial efforts, um, through, calling people in when you see them hurting people with their discourse through inviting people and expand and, and exposing for them of the stuff that they can do with WordPress by spreading the word, by helping people move off of closed platforms onto, onto open platforms and by holding important discussions in public that about things that you think WordPress should care about, you know, like the advocacy portion is also, in my opinion, a real um, contribution to the success of WordPress because open source depends on a multitude of voices. If we're ever going to expand to be where we want to be, we've got to listen to a lot of people. And when you invite more people in and amplify the voices of people who say, hey, I'm not represented here, um, but this is what I think, you're helping WordPress meet its goals. So when you look at organizations like underrepresented in tech, 
today, mm -hmm. right? Um, Big Orange Heart, which helps with the mental health aspect of things, mm -hmm. and Hero Press, which helps tell other stories. And then mm -hmm. other podcasts, even like mine and, and Joe Casabona and all those people mm -hmm. who are, those are also contributing factors. They just might not be in a specific make channel, but they're actually contributing right. to the community as far as I'm concerned. And it sounds yeah, like you yeah. agree with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. We are running out of time. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we sign off and let you have the rest of your day back? I, uh, I want to encourage people, if you are looking to accomplish something in WordPress or with WordPress, to really take a little bit of time to understand open source. What I find really gets in people's way of achieving their goals through WordPress and for WordPress is that they come to open source and WordPress with um, some misconceptions about how things work here. Um, specifically things like, um, an like open source really relies on an abundance mindset rather than a scarcity mindset. So thinking more about like, how can I give more away so that more is available to everyone, things like that, rather than protect and work against the openness that is like foundational for WordPress and stuff like that. So the, the thing that I love to remind people as they're kind of coming in and exploring our community where so much can be accomplished is like, understand, do, do, the, um, do a little bit of reading to understand how open source communities work um, and uh, recognize that like when decisions are being made that affect 40 plus percent of the internet, not everyone gets their way. Um, <laughs> we're solving for really big problems. Yeah. Um, luckily, WordPress is flexible enough through plugins and themes to solve very, very specific problems. But sometimes core has to address a majority, which then makes our very autonomous, independence-loving individualists uh, sometimes feel like they're not being heard. And I and I cannot say this strongly enough, that is not the case. Um, leadership in WordPress is very, very interested in hearing everyone, but mm -hmm. sometimes has to make decisions based on a really huge mandate. Yeah. So, That's a really good point. I mean, if we're, if we're democratizing publishing, I mean, by definition with a democracy, Somebody, that somebody is a misconception. WordPress is not a democracy, but yes. <laughs> right, right, right. No, Similar concept. <laughs> but, but as far as it, if you are listening to this, if you're a young person, if you're an old person, if you're somewhere in between, one of the fastest and easiest ways to start having your voice heard is just go over to the WordPress.org blog, read through some of those posts that are asking for inputs and comment. Because that's one of the fastest ways you can get involved in the conversation. Um, you can you can join the Slack. You can start getting involved as little or as much as you want in all of those different teams Andrea mentioned, including WordPress TV. Like we need people to publish episodes to so WordPress so much. TV. Yes. Yeah, there's some, it's a backlog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So mm -hmm. there are tons of ways to get involved. Uh, go to WordPress.org. Uh, find find somebody there, find the make, hit us up on the underrepresented in tech. Uh, on Twitter, we're at underrepped in tech, and we will help you as we'll serve as a resource to help you find um, your niche and find a way to get involved very quickly. Thank you so much, Andrea, for joining us today. We really appreciate hearing, uh, hearing from you. And um, back to one of your earlier comments about, you know, how much is done or not done and whether you feel heard. Remember that the glass is half full. Look at the parts that we're accomplishing. Don't focus on the empty space unless you could know how we can fill it up.
Talk to you guys later. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. Ninja Forms. Ninja Forms is WordPress form building simplified. Build beautiful, user-friendly forms that will make you feel like a professional web developer. No code required. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.